This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hey, hey there. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are having a fantastic day and that you are ready for an amazing conversation because we are talking about money. And I love talking about money because the more we talk about it, the more comfortable we feel around it and the more of it we can invite into our lives. While we all love those direct deposits we get from Stripe or Square or PayPal, we don't always love how we manage our money, whether it be because of learned behaviors or how we've treated money in the past, there can be some past limiting beliefs in there that no longer serve us. That's why we invited Connie Vanderzanden into the podcast today. Connie is on a mission to help female entrepreneurs live the lifestyles they desire by learning the simple steps, structure, and discipline to create and save money. I sat down with Connie so that she can teach us all about shifting our money mindset and enjoying our ever-growing wealth. So let's go ask Connie how she shifts the way she thinks to generate more money. Hey, Connie, it is so great having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I can't wait to see how you combine it into a short. <laughs> short <laughs> into, like, yes. So before we went live, uh, you were like, how do you make every episode only 12 to 20 minutes? I'm like, it's magic. And because I have the attention span of a gnat, it works for me. So that is why we're here. <laughs> but I would love for you to start by telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. I am now a cash flow and business mentor because after about 30 years in business, I actually have 35 years in accounting industry mm-hmm. and I've been in my business over 20 years. So around year 18, I got burned, really burned out, couldn't do it anymore and had to restructure what I was doing. And what I focus on now is how I got out of that. How did I figure out how to have a better relationship with money? how to do a cash flow strategy and cash handling system because I had a very codependent relationship with money and debt and I had to figure out a new way of doing that. And so now I get to take all that that experience and help businesses create a more sustainable, functional business for them and so they can grow and do big things. So I work with a lot of clients that have big dreams, culture-changing dreams, industry-changing dreams, Mm -hmm. but money all plays a big part of that. And so how can money support you, the owner, and your big dream? How are you going to get it out there? I love that. And um, one of the things that I know we're going to talk about is how a lot of times business owners, they only think 
kind of in terms of the now and setting things up and not in terms of the future and like what they need and or want in the future and how money is going to play a role in that. And so I know that I was definitely one of those business owners who was just like, you know, going to set it up as fast as, as possible. And now I'm finally to the point where I'm like, okay, what does this look like in terms of wealth building, in terms of what I want for the future, in terms of even things for my team, you know, how I want to support them now and in the future as my business grows. So I'm excited to talk about this. And and the, the whole topic is around the energetics of money, which sounds really super woo and really super fancy. So can you break down what that actually means for us? <laughs> well, the energetics of money is, you know, there's nothing magical about it, but it's about how money flows in and out. Mm-hmm. And it, a lot of it has to do with your relationship or your codependency, like I mentioned, with money mm-hmm. and changing that mindset around it. But it really is that money is meant to flow in and out. And so how can we create a job for money and have an intentional use for it? And Mm. that's basically what it is. That's a great explanation. And I wonder how, like, how do you work with your clients in breaking old patterns, I guess, in how they relate to and work with money? I know that so many of us, you know, either had positive experiences and with money growing up or negative experiences, or just like how our parents treated money and like what they, the things that they told us about money being hard, you know, or money not coming easily or any of those things that now we feel like we have to either hold on to it really tight and never use it or we have to spend, spend, spend it, you know, and get rid of it. I was, I was definitely that way um, because that's what I grew up knowing that like, anytime you had money, like just go spend it, you know? And so that's something that I've had to work with in my business as well as my personal life. But how do you get people out of those old patterns? Yeah. Well, the first part is to be aware of it. Usually we're going to have some type of what I call a rock bottom moment. So you're going to have some place where you're going to hit, you're like, never again, am I going to do this? It's like a, in a bad personal relationship. I'm Mm -hmm. never going to put up with this. So we've had this mark. Then it's about figuring out the awareness around it. Is it a subconscious belief? Is it a habit? Where did I learn this from? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like the old analogy of the person always cuts the ends off the ham, but they never knew why they cut the ends off the ham and go back to their grandparents. Oh, it was because we had a short, uh, a small pan and it wouldn't fit. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's figuring out what those things are. Like I am a spender and I hadn't been aware that I was a spender. And so a spender are some of our spending is making us feel better. Mm -hmm. So how can we have still play into our spending need, like having a fun money account and also concentrate on the growth and wealth of what we're creating. And so being aware of what's going on in our brain, what kind of words we say, like my word was, I just need to make enough, just enough to cover the bills. And that's what I said when the business started. And I was still saying it 15 years later Mm -hmm. and it took somebody listening to me. It's like, like, seriously, is that what you want to create? So it's all about those inner things, but yeah, first is awareness. And then once you know your personality style, like if you're a saver, or a spender or, or something in between playing into that strength. It's not bad or good. It's just, that's your strength. So how can you play into it and create what else you want with it? Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think it's about, sometimes we feel shame over, like if we are, if we are spenders, especially, I feel like savers get like they get told like they're amazing people for saving all the time, but that can be taken to the extreme as well, you know? So there has to be a happy balance. Um, but I think like once we, so my, I guess my next question is once we know, you know, and are aware of, of it, how do we then make different 
decisions or what what decisions should we be cognizant of making in terms of supporting ourselves for our business and doing it a different way. So that's where our cash handling system comes into play. And the majority of the people may know a cash handling system based on the book Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Mm -hmm. That's where I learned it. I'm a certified Profit First advisor, but it's all about having smaller buckets and having an intentional use for those buckets. And so when the book talks about paying yourself first, that's what you're going to do. Money comes in, we celebrate it, and then we intentionally move it into the smaller buckets for that use. So you're going to move money into your savings account for your owner's wealth and taxes and profits, which helps sustain the business a long-term. And then the rest is what you spend on the business. And you can do this with your household income as well. And so you're intentionally deciding, yes, I want to do this. Yes, I want to buy a new car. Yes, I want to buy a house eventually, or or I want in the business, we need to buy new computer equipment. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's setting up a savings account. So you're gradually putting money there so that when you have the money, then you can go buy it. And so it's like slowing down the process between the money coming in and the money going out. Again, it's all about flow, mm-hmm. but having that intentional use and using the bank accounts to help do that. I love that. And then can I just say that this has been such a game changer for me and my business. So I follow Profit First loosely in my agency. I don't do it 100%, but we definitely do the buckets. And I think we have six different accounts that we put money into and everything. And it's just been so helpful because as a spender, I know that before I had all those accounts, the money would just sit there. And if I knew that it was there, I wouldn't necessarily earmark it and remember like, oh, I have taxes to pay at the end, you know, at the end of the year or whatever. And so a lot of like that first year of business, I had a tax bill that I had to take a few months to pay off, you know, and the night and day difference it was just knowing, oh, the money's there. It's been sitting there specifically for taxes. And there's something in my brain that like triggers in terms of this money is earmarked for this thing. So I won't touch it in the same way that like it, you know, if it was in one pot, it would be gone by now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I think that when we have it all in one pot, what happens is people get really afraid to spend because mm-hmm. they're not yeah. sure if, they're, if the money's there or not. So if you're thinking that, oh my gosh, six banks accounts, that sounds like a lot of work. It, it's not. No, it's, it's not. Really just transferring money into a savings account so that you can visually see it so that you have an intentional use for it. And if you don't need it, if taxes come in lower than expected, then you can reuse that money for a different purpose or get a head start on the following year. But anyone that's able to pause that that process, that flow for taxes, especially mm-hmm. don't have the stress when it comes yeah. to mind. It's yep. So uh, yeah, it was, so we had a pretty big tax bill, um, this past year and even though it was big and it, I wept a little bit, the fact that like I had to send all that money to the government, it did, it was never a crisis. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to come up with this amount of money? You know? And it felt so much easier than it's ever felt. So definitely highly, highly recommend just setting it aside and knowing that it's there if needed, you know? Yeah. And you're going to give it as you're going to give money a job. So by putting the name on the bank accounts, putting it wherever you see it, that's its job. And so now it knows now that when we talk about energetics and money, money's like, oh, awesome. I'm going to support this purpose of the business. And it does, it shows up and it does it. But it's about changing your habit a little bit. So it, like I do my transfers weekly because as a spender, 
I need to do that. Um, the book says twice a month. I haven't found many people that can do it twice a month. Yeah. So build a rhythm that's specially for you. Yeah. The book, I don't do the book completely, uh, even as a certified. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I've talked about making the system work for you. Oh, hey there. Can I interrupt this amazing episode for just one second? I want you to listen up right now, especially if you've done it. You've built a successful and booming business, and now you're ready to take it to the next step and start or grow an agency. An agency model business can be a great way to increase your income and impact without adding more implementation work to your plate. But without the right support systems and team, it can definitely feel overwhelming and crash and burn. That's why I created the Agency Thrive Mind, a supportive group coaching program for agency owners. Imagine being in a supportive space where your fellow members and coaches get you, are rooting for you, and are there to help you during the ups and sometimes downs of building this new level of your success. Ready to hear more? I can't wait to share it. Head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind for all of the info. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind. So my next question is around people who have an aversion to looking at their numbers. I was so shocked. So recently we did our quarterly review and planning session for Agency Thrive Mind, one of my programs. And I harp on like, I I give them spreadsheets, like everything. Like I harp on know your numbers, know where your cash flow is so that you like, because I feel like there's such power in knowing, you know what I mean? Um, Because once you know about it, like you can do something differently or you can do something about it. But at the same time, I think a lot of times we're, we're afraid of it or we just don't know kind of where to start and it's all overwhelming to us. What would yeah. you say to those people who are just like, I'm so afraid to like even open up my books and get started and know my numbers? Yeah. Well, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. You were probably taught that. Unfortunately, we were taught to not be numbers people or not talk about numbers and money. And this is just, you know, you're, you're expanding your knowledge and the more that you can step into that the more empowered you're going to be, the better leader you are going to be for your business mm-hmm. as well. And so sometimes at that beginning stage, it's about getting a little support, having somebody help you put it into the tool, helping you do some training, showing up for an accountability or some co-working sessions, because that's what you're going to work on. And it's a muscle you're going to build. So over time, it's going to get easier and easier. So I recommend to clients to spend one hour a week, find one hour in your schedule that you're going to work on your numbers, whether that's putting it in a spreadsheet or fancy tool, um, you're just going to be with it, like create a date. Like if there's a book, Barry Tesler wrote the art of the art of money. And it's about having a date with money, changing that relationship. So afterwards, if you're really freaked out about it, make sure you have a good reward afterwards, some chocolate or wine is what Barry talks about in the movie or in her book. But um, it could be like, you're going to go, If you do it for a whole month, go get a massage or you're going to do some downtime. Reward yourself when you do something hard and that'll make it easier as well to keep going back and building that muscle. Yeah, I love that. And even during, I would say during it, it doesn't have to feel like a dirge. So make sure you're uh, you're in an environment where you're like actually enjoying and like really feel excited about. For example, Starbucks is my happy place, you know? And so anytime I have anything hard to do, I try to go to Starbucks because like I'm happy there. I have my favorite beverage, you know, all of those things. Make sure that like energetically it feels really good as you're doing it. And then you won't 
associate as many negative vibes to what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I set, I set a whole stage. I have uh, my doTERRA sense going. So I have a certain smell in the room. I'll probably have my window open. So I have that fresh air. Uh, and I've set this, I've got my cup of hot tea, which is what comforts me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, even as a numbers person, I had to build this habit. We're yeah. not born with it. And unless we had parents that taught us this early on, but that's not always the case. Yeah. Some people I do talk to had an entrepreneur in their family that taught them about money, but we're so, in a culture where it's, it's not the right thing to talk about. You don't talk about it in play company, whatever that saying is. And that money is supposed to be hard or work is supposed to be hard that we associate it with being this horrible thing we don't know anything about. And especially female oriented uh, individuals in our society, mm-hmm. we can be so empowered if we take the time to learn something new about money or numbers. I love that. Okay. So one of my last questions for you um, before we wrap up is what is the one thing if somebody wanted to do just like they haven't been doing anything and now they want to do one thing to kind of get rolling this week, what would you recommend for them? Well, uh, the one thing is I would open a savings account Mm -hmm. because we want to start playing with the energetics of it, the flow of it. So if you open a savings account, it should be free, whether it's business or personal Mm -hmm. and start putting 1% of whatever money comes in into that account. Don't touch it. Just let it sit there. And then after 90 days, then you can decide what its job is. Mm-hmm. But I want you to make sure that, you know, recreate a new story in your head that money is there to support you and that, yes, there's money there to save. And it could be lower than that if you need to. Like I started out, it was half a percent mm-hmm. I was putting into that account. And it made me feel so supported and grounded. I could watch this account growing, growing, growing. It was the first thing I did to change my habit. And it was the most substantial change I could do because it just foundationally created a support system for me. And that's what money is supposed to do for us. Thank you for that. And I love that you said that, that like it can start, if you need a half a percent, it can start at half a percent. I think that that was my biggest hurdle when I read Profit First was that, um, what's the tax percentage supposed to be like 15%? Okay, 15%. And that felt like a lot, you know, when you're starting with like nothing and then you're like, I'm supposed to take 15% out of what doesn't feel like a lot already, you know? And so I think I started with like one to 3% and then moved up slowly from there. But it really doesn't have to be an all, all or nothing. And I know that sometimes I can get into that all or nothing mentality and be, be like, well, if I can't be perfect at it, I can't do anything. Right. It's just a matter of doing a little bit more each time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so we are asking um, the question of all of our season six guests. How do you work daily on improving as a leader in your space? Yeah. And as a business that transition. So prior to being a cash flow and business mentor, I was a bookkeeper mm-hmm. and I had a bookkeeping business and an agency And so I've transitioned. And so doing that as a leader in that role was very different than being a leader in my business and uh, cash flow mentoring space. But we talk a lot about this with my clients and it's about how can they show up as different leaders in their business and lead their team. And I think that's the key piece of of like, how do we keep, keep having this conversation? Because that's the goal is how can we automate and bring our team and encourage them to step up So that eventually as business owners, we can step out or have less activity in there. And we have to be more of a leader to do that, to encourage our team members to step up and uh, take on new responsibilities or that they're in the right space. And that we're also looking ahead. I think as leaders, 
as lead, I guess I didn't ever realize this. I guess as leaders, it's important for us to keep looking ahead on what we want to grow into. Isn't that? Absolutely? Yes. Yes. Well, you're, and you're totally speaking my language. Visioning is definitely, you know, CEO seat material and also letting your team do what they're amazing at and really being okay with, with stepping back and letting them step up. So that's what I teach and preach all, all the time. <laughs> so where can we find you in the online space? <laughs> well, it's, um, there's an easy space and moneyactiontips.com is a one place you can go. And there's a choose your own adventure to learn more about me, but it also connects to the website, but, um, which is profit with Connie. And I'm mostly over on Instagram mm-hmm. at Connie.VanderSanden. Amazing. And we will have all of that in the show notes at TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast. Connie, thank you so much for this conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tasha. And it was quick. I, I know, it. right? <laughs> there are three things I know a lot about. Launching, growing agency, and musical theater. If you're starting or growing a done-for-you service agency, then I definitely want you to check out the Agency Thrive Mind. This is the program for done-for-you service agency owners looking for support and accountability. Inside of ThriveMind, you'll have access to both one-on-one and group coaching, a smaller accountability pod cheering you on, a resource library full of templates and trainings, monthly group mindset coaching, guest expert trainings, and so much more. Head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind for all the details. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind. Until next time, remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward because you are doing a great job.